Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Robert Woodhead, co-founder of Animago, who recently released a new Hello Kitty film. Plus, we will be reviewing John Carter, Newsies, and Tall Tale. So to start off the show, we have our very special guest, Robert Woodhead, who is the co-founder of Animago Animation. So how are you doing today, Robert? Fine, thank you. I greatly appreciate you having me on the show. Well, we appreciate you being on here with us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your job? Uh, well, um, my career has always been doing strange things with computers. I, Back in the dark ages, I used to write computer games. Um, and as a consequence of that, I got introduced to Japanese animation. Uh, so a friend of mine, and uh, we were working on some computer games and we decided to do something for fun. And that was taking Japanese animated films, subtitling them, and releasing them in the United States. We thought that uh, this would be a fun thing to do on the weekends, and the, it would never make any money, but uh, it would be just something cool to do. And almost 25 years later, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, over the years, Animego has done animation of various types. We've done live-action films, samurai films, uh, Japanese art films, you name it. And um, this spring, we're doing something um, new for us, which is children's films uh, with uh, the Growing Up with Hello Kitty series. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about Animego and all you guys have to offer? Well, um, we have always been a company that uh, specializes in uh, things that other people overlook. Uh, 
people who buy from Animego uh, typically are real deep fans of particular genres like anime or samurai films or, for example, Japanese war films. We've done a bunch of those. Um, and uh, we're always looking for uh, titles that other people uh, have never seen before, uh, but that we personally think are interesting. That's uh, the primary criterion we have for releasing a film is, do we actually want to work on this film and, and go to the effort of bringing it to American audiences? Um, you know, it's not uh, the highest profit thing in the world to do, uh, but it sure is a lot of fun. We never regret going into work in the morning, and uh, we are always uh, proud of, of the final work that we do. Um, and uh, the just over the years, we've had the opportunity to work on literally hundreds of films. Absolutely. So what was it like for you when you took this fun thing that you and your friends were doing on the weekend that you didn't think was going to make very much money to having this whole company? What was that experience like for you? Um, it actually happened because uh, I went and moved to Japan uh, to work on a big computer game project. Um, well, unfortunately, when I got off the plane in Tokyo, I accidentally popped the Japanese economic bubble and the project fell apart about a year later. Uh, but in the meantime, um, this little fun business that I had started and that my mother was running the United States end of out of her uh, extra bedroom kind of started growing and growing and growing. And um, the more the computer game project died, uh, Animago started sprouting. Uh, I ended up spending six years over there, um, and the company was, in effect, a virtual company where um, the work would flow back and forth across the Pacific Ocean every day uh, via email. Um, eventually, um, after I'd uh, married and had a couple of children over there, um, we all moved back to Wilmington, North Carolina, and we've uh, been working out of Wilmington ever since. That's so cool. So talk to us a little bit about growing up with Hello Kitty. Well, this is a perfect example of, of the kind of fil films that we like to do, which is uh, we're always looking for something that's been overlooked. Uh, and uh, growing up with Hello Kitty um, is just a total gem that nobody else realized was either available or, or, or how, how it might be marketed. Um, what happened was about 10 years ago in Japan, um, Sanrio got together with uh, some child educational consultants and did a bunch of little six minute short films starring Hello Kitty and Mimi and Mama and Papa uh, mm -hmm. to teach little Japanese kids, you know, basic skills like, uh, you know, going to the potty before you go out on a trip or proper table manners or eating your vegetables or like don't play with daddy's computer or getting along with your friends. And um, nobody noticed these things until uh, about a year and a half ago. My wife was in, in Tokyo on a business trip and just happened to run across these. And after a lot of, of work, we managed to get a license to release them in the United States and uh, we've just spent the last eight months uh, dubbing them into English and, and getting them ready. And uh, they'll be out uh, in a couple of weeks. 
That's fantastic. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with Robert Woodhead, co-founder of Animago, who recently released the new Growing Up with Hello Kitty films. Plus, we will be reviewing John Carter, Newsies, and Tall Tale. So right now we are talking with Robert Woodhead, who is the co-founder of Animago Animation. And he was just telling us all about Growing Up with Hello Kitty, and can you tell us a little bit about how you think fans will react to this growing up with Hello Kitty? Well, this isn't the kind of title that is aimed at our traditional anime fans. I'm sure some of them will like it, but this is a much more mass market um, property than uh, we normally do. Normally, we're a very niche releaser we we definitely want to to look for um the unusual and and stuff that just never gets attention but deserves it um but this is an example of something that uh didn't get the right amount of attention definitely deserves it and it, you know is going to be available everywhere across the country at walmart you know target toys r us you name it it's going to be um next to the cash register. And that's something we've never really been able to do before. And so it's uh, very exciting. It's also a little bit scary. Yeah, it seems like a very exciting big step for you. And I could understand how that might be a little bit daunting. Um, so I personally am a huge fan of anime. I mean, I read mangas all the time and I watch anime films with my friends. I go to anime cons all the time on the weekends. Um, so can you tell us what you like about anime compared to other art forms of animation or film work? Well, for me, the interesting thing about anime, especially classic anime from the 80s and 90s, was that when compared to American animation, it had a, a much uh, deeper level of storytelling. Uh, the usual way I try to explain this is that in Japan, anime isn't so much a genre as it's a way of telling a story. Um, in, in America, of course, um, when uh, a visionary director has a great idea, he goes out and gets a couple hundred million dollars and makes a big budget blockbuster. But in Japan, since it's a much smaller country, um, that doesn't usually happen. So the kind of person who would have become that, you know, who would have become, say, James Cameron, if he had been born in Japan at the same time, he would have become somebody like Katsuhiro Otomo, um, you know, a, a visionary director, an amazing director, but working in anime. Um, so anime in Japan is sort of uh, the way they dealt with the economic problem of how can we tell these amazing stories on these tiny budgets that we have. Absolutely. Well, I had just had a friend that recently went to Tokyo a couple months ago and she said that there were anime shops everywhere and like mangas all over the place. So it's definitely very big there. So could you talk to us a little bit about your hobby of combat um, robots? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, that all started um, well seven or eight years ago when BattleBots was on TV and my kids just love that show. And finally, they came to me and said, Daddy, either you get us a battle bot or we're going to get us a, a new daddy and he'll, he'll get us a battle bot. Um, so this is a problem for me because I'm a computer programmer, which means that, you know, I don't even know how to screw in a light bulb. I didn't know what end of a screwdriver to use at the time. Um, 
But uh, I did the research and I, I started learning how to build things with my hands instead of just with my fingertips. And uh, I found it to actually be very interesting and challenging and, and actually had uh, a lot in common with computer programming. You know, when you're actually trying to build something physically, you have to do a lot of problem solving. And the kind of problem solving mindset you get into is, is very similar to this, what you do when you're debugging a computer program. And I was actually very surprised by that. But, but um, when you come to think about it, uh, that, that really is the case in a lot of creative endeavors. It's figuring out you know, how to do something and, and using the tools that you have. And the only difference is, is the tools themselves. I see. Well, it looks like we're out of time. So thank you so much for telling us all about your job and growing up with Hello Kitty. I can't wait to see that. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the new film, John Carter, which came out on March 9th. And we have with us Gabriella Chu from New York. And again, we have with us Robert Woodhead, who will also be joining in on our discussion. So, Gabby, why don't you tell us a little bit about John Carter and the plot of the film? Well, the movie is about John Carter, who is a Civil War veteran, and he finds a medallion that teleports him to Mars. And there he makes allies and foes with the aliens he meets, and he falls in love with the Princess of Helium. But at the same time, there's a massive war occurring between the aliens, so Mars is in a chaotic state. And there's also an antagonist who tries to put Carter back to Earth and John Carter tries to stay with his princess, but it's really um, chaotic there. Mm-hmm. And Robert, I know you actually grew up with um, the John Carter novels. So what did you think of this film? Well, um, I actually really liked the film quite a lot. I mean, for, for me, as an older person who did grow up with the, those books, uh, you go into a film of John Carter with a great deal of expectations. And in some ways, that's impossible for any film to to actually deal with the kind of expectations that you have because you've built up a mental image of how these characters should be uh, in your mind over many years. That said, I really enjoyed the film quite a lot. Um, I, I felt that there were a couple of points especially where they really transcended what you expect from a sci-fi adventure action type of film. Uh, and those particular scenes, um, I felt, you know, really made the film worth watching for me. Uh, there's also a couple of great visual shout outs. If you're a science fiction fan, uh, you will, uh, I absolutely guarantee you there'll be points in this film where, um, half the audience will start laughing out loud and the other half will have no clue as to why. And it's because of an in-joke. Um, the bottom line is you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss 10 bucks goodbye, you'll have a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Gabby, you, on the other hand, did not grow up with the John Carter books or, you know, any John Carter material. So can you tell us your opinions on the movie? Yeah, I think... Um... My opinion for the movie is a bit different from um, you because I thought that the cinema, the CGI animation was impressive, but I thought that the screenplay, um, it wasn't very well rendered because at times I felt like it was a bit cliche, but I do think um, the CGI animation detailed even on the smallest aspects and it was very vivid and combined with the 3D, it made the movie pop to life, especially during the action scenes. And I felt that the movie was very compatible with like Avatar and Planet of the Apes. And I also really liked how the landscape of the film is set in the desert because I rarely see action movies where the action occurs in such a dry and isolated place. Well, I think that's really cool that you liked the um, CGI effects and the visual effects. And I think that's cool that it was able to relate to Avatar because, I mean, Avatar had such amazing visual effects. I mean, like so amazing that I have never seen any other visual effects like that. So I think it's cool that it was able to relate a little bit. So, Robert, what did you think about the visual effects in this film? Well, the visual effects were everything you could hope for in a film like this. Uh, and I'd like to actually point out that 
it's a good thing that this movie is cliche because you know the John Carter stories are some of the original science fiction fantasy stories. Everybody rips off John Carter and Tarzan and Jules Verne, okay? And that that so if this film has some cliche stuff in it, it's because Edgar Rice Burroughs invented that cliche stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did not have any problem with, with that aspect of the film. I felt that, that whereas there, in some ways they tried to pack a little too much into this film. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there was just, you, you, you kind of thought that it, it could have been 30 minutes longer or it could have been 30 minutes shorter. And that they could have cut out a lot of stuff or they could have added a lot of stuff that would have made things more clear. Um, but in general, uh, I like, as I said, I like the film a lot. Uh, and there were a couple of, of points where I think they really transcended the genre. A couple of key scenes where you, you went into it expecting uh, to see, you know, what you'd expect to see at that point in this kind of a movie. And they totally pulled the rug out from underneath you and the scene becomes something totally different. I'm not going to spoil those because I, I think you really need to go into the theater and watch for them. There's one in particular. When it happens, uh, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing John Carter, which came out in theaters on March 9th. Plus, we will be reviewing the H.G. Net films, Newsies, and The Tall Tales. So right now we are talking about John Carter, and we have with us Robert Woodhead, who is the co-founder of Animago, and we just had an interview with him in the previous segment, and we also have with us Gabriella Chu. So we're just talking about John Carter and how you like it, how you don't like it. So anyway, Gabby, what did you think the age group for this film should be? I'd recommend this movie to teens 13 and older because there are a few violent scenes, but it's nothing too heavy. And I think the movie is a great family film, but um, I think it's also good for tweens and teens to watch with their friends. And I think the movie is overall a very entertaining cinematic experience. I also have a question for you, Robert. Um, so since you're in the animation business, um, why do you think the budget of this film was so expensive? Because I heard that it was $250 million. And I wonder, um, what do the animators do to make the film and how they use the money? Well, my experience is with, um, traditional animated films and, and as somebody who releases them, not someone who makes them, you know, uh, the computer animation that's used in a film like John Carter is, is something that's really outside of my sphere of expertise. Um, so I, I'm sure that, that uh, they spent a lot of money on the computer graphics because uh, there are basically, a, I don't think there's a single shot in this movie that does not have a, some sort of an effect in it of one sort or another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Gabby, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I'd give it about four out of five stars because um, I did enjoy watching the movie. The effects were very um, nice to watch. And um, 
the action scenes really make the movie come to life. But um, as I said before, I felt like the screenplay, um, the writer and director of this movie is Andrew Stanton, and he wrote the magnificent screenplays for Toy Stories 1, 2, and 3, Wally and Finding Nemo. But I didn't think John Carter was one of his best works. And mm-hmm. be- yeah. So, Robert, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I think I'd give it three stars, but I'm a notoriously hard grader. (laughs) And why would you give it three out of five stars? Well, three out of five stars means it was an entertaining, fun film. What uh, people should expect from a big budget science fiction action film. To get more than that for me, because I'm a notoriously hard grader, uh, you've really got to transcend things like Avatar did, where they they not only push the the effects, but the more than just the effects, the world building. Every little detail in Avatar was just perfect. Um, John Carter has great effects and action and stuff like that, and it's got a couple of moments where it really got to me that I thought were just really well done, uh, but it didn't really, you know, it's not to the level of being a classic. And I really wish it had been because I love the original book so far. Uh, I, I just really, you know, they were, they were the, some of the books that got me into science fiction when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, I really hope that it, it does better in the theaters than it's currently trending to do, because I'd like to see uh, the chance for uh, for the sequel to come out and for the rest of the John Carter story to be brought to the big screen because I really think it deserves it. Mm-hmm. So, Gabby, what did you think of the soundtrack and the sound effects in this film? I know mixing an action film with a sci-fi film, the sound effects and um, the soundtrack has to be good. So what are your opinions on it? I thought the soundtrack and the sound effects of the movie really matched that of um, an action movie because the movie has a lot of adventure and it's very exciting and thrilling. So there were a lot of sound effects showing um, all of this bigger than life action. And um, there was like a lot of sound effects when John, John Carter was fighting the aliens and when he was jumping around Mars and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the emotion in this film? And do you think the emotion was captured to the best of its potential? Well, the emotion in the film, um, it doesn't have like a lot of sympathetic emotions like sadness or happiness. It's more of a movie where you would watch to be entertained. So it's really thrilling and exciting. And I think the emotion was captioned captured very well because the whole movie is in 3D and watching the action scenes are very fun to see and yeah well it looks like we're out of time Gabby thank you so much for telling us all about John Carter which came out in theaters March 9th so if you're into action or sci-fi be sure to go see this and Robert thank you so much for sticking around and also giving in your opinion on this film we really appreciated having you my pleasure Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the HGNet fan classic, Newsies, and we have with us today, Brianna. So how are you doing today, Brianna? Very good, thank you. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, this film is about Jack Kelly, and he plays a young newspaper seller who tries to stand up for, like, his group, his paper sellers. And their group is called the Newsies. And their boss is having a little trouble making money. And he figures that since the Newsies pay for their own stock before they sell it out to the public, he could raise the amount they pay for it. They aren't exactly happy with this decision and decide to stand up for what they want. And it's very moving. And Well, it does sound like a very moving thing and a very moving film. I was just thinking about that. So what are your opinions on this film? You know, how did you like it? I felt it was a really good film. It gave you a lot of, like, things from New York. So if you, like, were ever thinking about going there, you could kind of see what it was like. 
And I really liked the music because it went with it. Like, it didn't just feel like pop music on a sad time. And it has, like, tons of energy because the dances are upbeat and they're and it has tons of precision. And it it was really just upbeat. And it was one of those films where you just go there to be happy and to be and to be um very happy. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I love films where when you watch it, it really uplifts you and it puts a smile on your face, even if you're having a terrible day. So what did you think about the cinematography and the visual aspects in this film? It was really good. Like, it was, when you looked at it, you felt that you were there, but not. Like, of course, you feel that in all movies. And it caught your attention, and it just kept it through the whole film. And what about this film really grasped your attention? The music, definitely, because I don't usually watch musicals, and so this one, it it just grasped it, I guess because I haven't seen them in a long time, but it was really good. That's awesome. So what did you think about the emotion in this film? I know you said that it's definitely a very moving film, and it's very happy, so how do you think that emotion was captured? Probably by the actors' lines and their facial expressions, because when you say things, you have to feel it with emotion, and when they said things, it was very clear and distinct what they were trying to give out to the audience. I see, and so you think the emotion was captured well? Yes. And on a scale of one to five, how many stars do you think you would give this film? Five, absolutely. And why do you like it so much? Why would you give it a five? Partly because of the actors, because I haven't seen them before. So it kind of gives me a new range of who the actors are. And because of, like, the dances again. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really glad to hear that the dances and the music really captured your attention, especially since you're someone who doesn't really watch musicals that much or musicals might not be your first pick. I think it's really cool that it was able to capture your attention so well. So what do you think your favorite scene might be in this film? My favorite scene was definitely beginning because it had it started out with a song and it tells you who they are and what they do and where they come from and where they are. So it kind of gives you a start out on what the movie is going to be in and what they start from. I think that's really cool and really fascinating that the music was able to capture the essence of the characters and the movie and all about that. And I think it's really cool that the music was able to convey so strongly this film and what it was all about. So can you quickly tell me who you think your favorite character would be and why? My favorite character is probably Jack Kelly because I sometimes see myself like that, like lonely and without a family, but you, you're the leader of a group. I'm kind of like that at school. And so when I see him, I kind of see me in it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing the HDNet film Newsies, and also Tall Tale. So right now we are talking about the HDNet film Newsies, which is playing on HDNet movies and kids scene this April. So be sure to catch it. It sounds super fun and really upbeat. Sounds like a great musical to watch. And Brianna was just telling me about her favorite character and how she's really able to relate to him 
And I think that's really important and it really helps you like movies on a deeper level because when you're watching a film and you see someone that you relate to or a situation that you can relate to, you're really able to enjoy the film on a deeper level because you're, you can put yourself in that person's situation and you can understand the film a little bit more. So what morals or messages do you think this film was able to portray to the audiences? I think that it, it sends a great message to stand up for what you want because at first the movie was just going along great and then some jerk hat like a thing twisted it and they they're just not like oh okay it's fine they stood up for what they believed in I think that's a very important message to get out that no matter how intimidated you might be about what the circumstances might end up being you have to stand up for yourself no matter what the consequences might be because it's what's right and as long as you do what's right it'll always end up smoothly in the end so what age group do you think this film would should be for probably 10 to adults because i mean it's a great family film but i mean it has a lot of it has a lot of how do i say this it has a lot of, um, I thought, I think I misunderstood it, but I think it has a, 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 some words that might not be good for a lower age range. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think that families could watch this and kids would get a kick out of it and then parents would also get something from it too? Yes. That's awesome. So if there was anything you could add in this film or vice versa, take out of this film, do you think you might have something to add or remove? Probably yes, because I would like to add a few more songs. And then on the other hand, I would like to take out some songs because I'm not the kind of person that likes lines and then a song every five minutes. That's what I kind of felt like. So. Mm hmm. And I know you were saying earlier that you were able to relate to um, one of the characters in this film, but do you think other people viewing this film will be able to find something that they relate to, or do you think that there's a universal message that people can relate to in this film? Definitely. I mean, if you're a younger child, you can definitely relate to David Jacobs' little brother. You can, like, watch him and see how he reacts, and you can you can relate to that because you're younger. and I think that's about it for the relating. So what did you think about the overall production in this film? It was really good. I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. And was there anything in this film that really bothered you or something that you really didn't like in this film? The, the thing that really bothered me because of was Jack Kelly not having a family. I cry a lot, so I thought that was really sad. I mean, I would love to have a family, and it's kind of sad to see him without one. Mm -hmm. I can get how that would be a little bit sad for you, but I definitely think that having um, sadness in films makes it a bit deeper, and it gives you something, like it gives more life and more quality to the film when there's a struggle that can be overcome or, you know, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So what did you think about the acting in this film? I thought it was pre pretty good. He kept up a good New York accent, and I think everyone else in this film did. I thought it would be really hard to to do that accent. So, and then on the on the um, on the emotions that they portrayed, it was very clear what they were portraying. 
I absolutely agree with you. I think when actors are able to portray their emotions, it's very, very important because, you know, it's the main thing about their this film. And even if the singing is fantastic and the dances are fantastic and the cinematography is great, if the acting isn't there, then the film just falls away. So one quick last question. What is something in this film that stuck with you the absolute most, whether it's a message or a scene or anything like that? What is something that really sticks out to you to this day? Probably the message, because, I mean, it is to stand up for what you want. And I think that, I think that grasped me. Every time I hear that saying, I think of that movie. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for telling us about the HGNet film Newsies, which can be found on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene this April. So be sure to check that out. It sounds fantastic. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the HDNet family film, Tall Tale, and we have with us Blake Hawes from Hawaii. So how are you today, Blake? Good. How are you? I'm good as well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay, well, Tall Tale is a brilliant movie that I have, I've never actually seen anything like it. I was really surprised when I watched this for the first time. This movie is about old American tall tales in a, a long, long ago that people used to tell each other like fables and just like stuff that you would hear around the campfire with your family. And I thought that was really cool because I grew up with stories like Paul Bunyan and Johnny Appleseed and Picos Bill. And I thought it was really cool to see this uh, great film adaptation become of it. That's awesome. So what are your overall thoughts of this film? I mean, how did you like it? What was what was the best part of it for you? Honestly, the best part of this movie was just seeing these old uh, tales that I used to grow up with come to life on the silver screen because nobody has really done that before. And, and I thought it was really interesting to watch with the, uh, I love how Disney made this movie. Absolutely. So what did you think about the visual aspects of this film? The this movie has a really unique mood to it in atmosphere. It takes place in the West. So a lot of it is like sunsets and like horseback riding and just like just awesome set pieces of like cowboys and just a really original stuff. I think that's cool. It sounds like it really brings you back to the roots and where America started out and how we all used to live at some point in time in our ancestry. So that sounds really cool. And I think it's cool that this was something new to experience and something that you haven't really seen before. So what did you think about the soundtrack in this film? The soundtrack for me was off and on. Like in the very beginning of the movie, it was really good. I love the the first uh, 10 minutes in the movie where they just have this soothing and awesome soundtrack of the, because it's just panning over the sunset and just the scenery is incredible. And the music is really suiting to the film most of the time. In the action scenes, though, it can get a little cheesy here and there, but, you know, it's still, it's still pretty compelling music and I, I enjoyed it a lot listening to it. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the cheesy aspect of this film because, I mean, old Western music yeah. and how they get into some films um, with the with the soundtrack, it can sometimes become a little bit overplayed or overdrawn. So yeah. I can understand where you're coming from with that. So do you think you have a favorite scene or a certain part of the film that really stood out to you or something that you really were able to relate to? Yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when uh, Paul Bunyan... He's this huge lumberjack guy, and he actually ate 50 pancakes in one minute in this movie. Oh, wow. And, that was and really so fun. you found that scene entertaining. Yeah. That's awesome. Pancakes. That's incredible. I think I, mean, I would be very entertained with that, honestly. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I want to watch it again. So. <laughs> and do you think that there was a certain character or a certain aspect of this film that you were able to really relate to and something that really resonated with you? Yeah, Picos Bell. Picos Bill, I mean. Uh, he was the legendary cowboy who tamed the Wild West. And um, I always, like, looked up to him as a child because I actually grew up with his books. And I, I used to, my dad used to read those books to me all the time. And I, I really, like, got this relationship that he was my hero and that he would come and save the day. And I really respect that um, they brought this to, you know, life using uh, movies. That's awesome. So... 
I know, like you were saying in the beginning, that this is the story of land that is being taken away from this one character. So what do you think the emotion is in this film and how is that captured? The emotion in this movie is captured very well. I mean, this, this poor boy is losing everything he has or he's ever had. I mean, he lost his father to these uh, criminals that want to take his father's land so that they can build whatever it is, like a new mall or something, because they're just coming in and they're wiping out everything, and they're giving people money so that they can, you know, build build off the heartland of America and just make it all industrial, which is not what um, this little boy wants, and that's what he's fighting for, and I, I always thought that was a really good message. And are there any other morals or messages that are being able to get out to audiences that are watching this film? Yeah, uh, trust. Trust is a huge thing in this movie this little boy in this film he didn't know anything about like he always thought they were tall tales right like they were just very oh they could never happen and when he met picos bill he didn't quite trust him but in the end of the uh, but as he went on he started to trust him a little bit more and uh respect him for what he was Mm mm-hmm You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we will be reviewing Tall Tale, which is an HGNet movie, and we're talking about this film with Blake, and he was just telling me how he really liked it, and it was something very unique because it was combining a bunch of different old tall tales and stories that he grew up with into this one movie, and it's like something that he's never seen before, and I'm very glad to hear that you like it so much, Blake. So what did you think about the overall production of this film? I thought the overall production of this movie was was done really well. I was actually I was very surprised because I was kind of unsure about this movie, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. with the American Tall Tales being a little cheesy like Johnny Appleseed and uh Paul Bunyan just like the big the big blue bull, I always thought that was kind of silly, but I'm really glad that like they successfully brought the mood of the stories to to the film. And that that's something I always like when they do that in movies. It must have been very interesting to see like all of these different fables that we all grew up with, we all were told when we were little kids, and to see like all of these different things combined into one movie. So how do you think that worked out in the end? Well, in the end, uh, I think they did a very good job with it. I was really happy to see everything all put together, the soundtrack, the acting. The acting was also very, very surprisingly good. Too. The, the boy did a great job for the age he was in, for the mm-hmm. age he was. And do you think that there's a specific character that really, really stood out for you? Yeah, uh, Picos Bill, the, the little boy in the movie. Um, oh, yes, yes. He was, he was played by Patrick Swayze. It was actually one of his first roles, which I thought was really interesting. And it was just fun seeing like this really awesome old fable at a, such a young age. So it was about, I really like seeing how, like, his uh, his confusion with himself at the time at what to do. He had a hard time trusting himself and the others around him. And that's Absolutely. what the movie was about. Yeah. So is there a certain aspect of this film that you think could have been left out or maybe something that could have been more incorporated into the film? Uh, I think a lot of the... Uh, there's a lot of slapstick comedy in the movie that I thought it was funny most of the time, but sometimes it got a little annoying here and there because it was just a little bit too much, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And do you think that this is a good family film? Like, do you think parents would be able to watch this with their kids? 
Definitely. I think this is a great family movie. It's a classic. I bet uh, all families and all kids will love it. Mm-hmm. And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give this film a four out of five. And why is that? Just because, you know, it's an overall, it's a great, it's a great movie. There's, there's great acting, there's great music, there's great action, you know. It's a very compelling story, and, and I love seeing how it played out in the end. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, like, I know how you were saying you were able to relate to some certain characters, but do you think that there's something in all of the characters or in this overall film that everyone would be able to relate to? Yes, and uh, I think everybody uh, would be relate to fear because even even the biggest superheroes get scared sometimes, you know? Like mm-hmm. uh, Picos Bill and John Henry and Calamity Jane, they, they all faced really hard tasks in their life, but, you know, they managed to push through it, and it, it was scary for them sometimes, but, you know, they, overcome, they overcame their fear, and they ended up winning in the end. Mm-hmm. And is there anything in this film that sort of bothered you or didn't really fit with the rest of the movie? Uh, the, like, I found that sometimes they would just put characters from the fables in there for, like, just for, like, two minutes. And, like, I felt like those characters needed way more backstory than they deserve because they so didn't have... some of the characters were a little yeah. bit fleeting. Yeah, because yeah. I found that some of the characters were, you know, they lacked like a lot of personality and they were just like standing around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And did you watch this film with your parents or any other family members? I watched it with my sister and my sister liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And how old is your sister? My sister is 12. Okay. Well, that's awesome that she was able to like it and I'm glad that you liked it too. So is this the type of film that you would be able to like sit down and watch with some of your friends or do you think it's more of a family oriented film? I think it's more of a family-oriented film. Absolutely. With me, like, with my friends, we would probably be making fun of it for how old it was, but, like, Mm -hmm. I bet it's more of a family film that you, all of you sit down and watch together as a family. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Blake, thank you so much for telling us all about Tall Tale, which is an HDNet movie, and you can catch it on HDNet Movies and Kids Scene pretty soon. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.